0: Take your Bibles, please, and turn to the book of Genesis as we continue our study. And uh, I had a few people pray for me this morning. Uh, I think it was Gary and Phil and Faye. I asked them to pray for me because I've had a pretty conflicted week and uh, trying to discern what God wanted me to preach on. I had three or four different messages and I kept going back and forth between the uh, different messages and never could decide which one that he wanted me to preach. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, I even, uh, Cindy wasn't able to put an outline, if you notice on the back of your uh, bulletin, there's not an outline there because I just couldn't come to grips with what God wanted me to. To share with you this morning and so late last night and I got up real early this morning and I worked on it some more and I finally came up with an outline and uh, I brought the outline in for uh, Thomas to be able to put on the screen up here so you at least have the outline but then as I was studying in my office trying to prepare God said no nope, that's not it either so uh, uh just pray for me this morning. I'm going to do what I think the Lord wants me to do. I believe it is, and and you pray for me, and I'll pray for you, because sometimes when I do this, it lasts 15 minutes, and sometimes it lasts an hour and a half. And uh, uh, so uh, you pray for me, and I'll, I'll pray for you. And uh, But we're going to start off in the book of Genesis chapter 12. I am going to stay in that. And uh, starting in verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, and during this message today, I may be saying Abram or Abraham. Uh, Abram, God changed his name to Abraham. Abram means uh, exalted father. And Abraham adds a little bit to it. It means exalted father of multitudes. And so... uh, Uh, I may switch back and forth. I may say Abram and I may say Abraham, but you know I'm talking about the same person. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him. Who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan, and Abram passed uh, through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree uh, at Morak, And the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land, and there he built an altar to the Lord uh, who had appeared to him, and he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. That he built it there. He built an altar uh, to the Lord and called the. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and called. I got to find my place back again. And called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there. For the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt. That he said to Sarah his wife. Indeed I know that you are a beautiful woman. Therefore I will it will happen when the egyptians see you that they will say this is his wife and they will kill me but they will let you live please say you are my sister that i may be well that it may be well with me and for your sake and that i may live because of you so it was when abram came into egypt and the egyptians saw the woman that she was very beautiful The princess of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. And now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So the Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Now let's just stop there for now and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come to you this morning thanking you for your goodness and your grace toward us. I thank you for your love, and I pray, God, that you teach us from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I want us to look at something that has plagued all of us from time to time, and that is, what what do we do when our faith falters I, I don't know, I, I know I have, and I assume that you have had experiences with faltering faith from time to time. I guess I could ask if you've ever struggled with your relationship with God, or if you've ever had times when you just what, just wasn't doing what God wanted you to be doing, you knew that you were out of fellowship and you were working and trying to get back where God wanted you to be. Some of us have struggled with our relationship with God in the past, and I guess I could say that most of us or probably all of us have done that at least once in our lives. If you have ever done that, let me tell you that you're in good company. Amen? Today, we're looking at the brightest star in the Hebrew heaven, Abram or Abraham the father of all them that believe, the Bible says. He was, in the book of Hebrews, he's listed as one of the heroes of the faith. He is called the father of the faithful. Yet Abraham went through the same kind of spiritual drought that I am speaking of this morning, that from time to time I have gone through, and I believe that you may have well experienced it also. We're doing this study this morning because faith is important. Jesus said, according to your faith, may it be unto you. He didn't say according to your fame. He didn't say according to your fortune. He didn't say according to your feelings, but he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And this morning I want to talk to you about what happens when there is famine in the promised land. The Bible teaches that when we come to know Jesus, he is going to fulfill each and every one of our needs. God is going to bless us. He is our protector. He is there for us. He is our provider. He is there for us. He is going to give us everything that we need to be successful in life. His Holy Spirit comes to take up residence within us, and we begin to exhibit those fruit of the Spirit that Renee was talking about A while ago, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That comes out of this wonderful relationship we have with God. And the children of Israel left the slavery of Egypt, went through the wilderness for 40 years, and entered into the promised land. But now we're finding that here they are, Abram, had traveled from Ur of the Chaldees and they came into the promised land that God had promised to him. And when they got there, it wasn't a land that flowed with milk and honey at that time. It was a land where famine was striking everyone that was there. There was famine in the land and I want to talk a little bit this morning about the results of that famine and what happened in Abraham's life. And the first thing that we see in uh, this passage is that Abraham forgot the promise that God had made him. And that, ha- that happens to us frequently. Sometimes when we find ourselves in difficult situations, sometimes When we find ourselves confronted with tragedy or trials or temptations, we forget the promises that God had given us. They were there in the promised land, the land of Canaan, and there was a famine in the land, and evidently Abraham forgot the promise that God had given him. Just go back up to chapter 12 and verse 1. Let's look at the promises that God gave him. He says, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now listen to this. Listen to these promises. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you and in you all of the families of the earth will be blessed. Man, those are pretty powerful promises, amen? God had something special in store for Abraham. But this famine came along, this difficulty came along, these bad days came along, and it seems like that Abraham forgot the promises that God had just given him. Because what did he do? He got up and he left. Folks, listen to me. Never, never, never forget that God is going to take care of you. If you are a child of God, please don't ever forget, no matter what the circumstances may be, God is going to take care of of you. I've told you this before and I'll tell you again, but let me say this morning please don't ever doubt in the darkness what God had promised you in the light. Amen? It's easy to believe God's promises when everything is going your way. It's easy to believe the promises of God when everything is just hunky dory you know when things are going well it's easy but when the dark days come when the difficult days come when the when the, uh, the 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 famine comes in our lives we need to remember in the darkness what god promised us in the light amen don't don't forget the promises that God has given you. Because he forgot his promises, Abraham then took his family and they fled their position. See, they, God led them. He said, God says, listen, leave your family, leave your, come to the place where I will show you I will bless you there. I will bless your family. I will bless the whole world through you. He forgot those promises, and instead of staying where God led him to be, he picked up his stuff and he fled to Egypt. He went to Egypt. And folks, listen to me. This is symbolic. Egypt in the Bible recognizes, know this always. In the Old Testament, Egypt is symbolic of the world. When I say the world, I don't mean the whole earth. I'm talking about that world system that's anti-God. Egypt is always the enemy of God and God's people. In the Old Testament, it represents that. And what he did was he he pulled up stakes from where God had led him and decided to go out into the world. That happens to us from time to time, when we find out that things are difficult, when we find out that we need to struggle for a while. I've seen people, folks, I've been a pastor for 46 years. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. So many, tragedy can do one of two things for you. They can either build your faith or it can tear down your faith. And I've seen people over and over again, when they go through tough times, first of all, they start resigning their positions in the church, you know. If they were a teacher or a song leader or a thing in the choir, we don't have choirs anymore, or at least not many churches have them, but uh, maybe a worship leader or a Sunday school teacher or a nursery worker or, or somebody that goes out knocking on doors like we are trying to do, But one of the first things that goes are those extra, extra commitments that we have in the church. And then pretty soon, pretty soon, if that difficulty uh, remains for a while, you'll see that they'll start dropping out of Sunday school. And once they drop out of Sunday school a little bit later on, they'll drop out of church and then we'll have to do all kinds of things to try to get back in their lives and help them to see what their need is to to refresh that relationship with jesus Christ i can't tell you how many people i've seen walk down the aisle and take my hand and say pastor i've been a Christian for a long time, but i've been out of god 's will i've been I, I something came up and man, I just have wandered away, and I need to get back I need to get back with the Lord and I need to start doing what God see that's what that's what uh Abraham did. he had forgotten the promises that God had given him, and he went to some place that he thought would be easier, some place where he thought would be better, and I've seen people, oh man, I mean, it just seems like it would be easier if I started doing this or, or I didn't have this hanging over my shoulder. He forgot his promise. And once he forgot his promise, he fled his position. And when he fled his position, he started feeling the pressure of the world. In verse 11, look what it says. It says, and it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarah, his wife, indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance, they say that Sarah was a looker, that she was good-looking lady. And he knew that once they got into Egypt, one of Pharaoh's princes was going to take a look at Sarah, and they said, Ah, the king, the Pharaoh, needs this lady. And he knew for certain that once they saw Sarah, Pharaoh would have him killed so that he could take Sarah for his own. So he said to Sarah, please do me a favor. Don't tell them you're my wife. Tell them you're my sister. And because I'm your sister, they'll look favorably upon you. I know Pharaoh's going to like you. And if I'm your brother, he's going to look favorably Upon me. And that's exactly what happened. And folks, listen to me. When we forget who we are, when we forget the promises that God gives us, when we flee, when we leave the positions that God puts us in, and we turn for greener grass out in the world. Write it down. You're going to. Some people think, oh, I can stop coming to church and I'll still be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be able to live my life for Christ just like I've always done. Don't fool yourself. You get out of church, you get away from Christian uh, fellowship, you're going to start feeling the pressure from the world to become more like the world. Is that not true? Do you not see that in the world today? That Listen, listen, it used to be, it used to be that, oh, well, if you go to church, if you're a Christian, that's fine. You go do whatever you want to do. You do your thing and I'll do my thing. That's not the way it is today. Those that are non-Christian, the church, whether you know it or not, but the church is under tremendous persecution today. That it's, not, it's not good enough to say, well, you do your thing and I'll do my thing. Now, we have to agree with them that what they're doing is right. You, shake your head, look intelligent. I mean, is that not true? I mean, it's not, yeah, that's a, it's a good place for an amen. That was a good amen. It's not only that we can't say that homosexuality is wrong. It's not only that we can't say that drugs or drunkenness or or, uh, uh, adultery or all. It's not just that we can't say that it's wrong. Now we have to agree with them that it's right or we're wrong. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says there will come to a day where we'll call good evil and evil good. We're there, folks. We're there. And let me tell you, when we get away from the church, when we get away from the teachings of this book, when we get away from the fellowship of other believers, there's going to be pressure. There's going to be pressure to become more like them. That's what he said. That's what he's doing. He said, hey, man, hey. And can you believe, how far did he sink? How far did he change where he was willing to take his wife and offer her to Pharaoh just to save himself? Oh, please just tell him you're my brother, you're my sister. Oh, even better, tell him you're my brother. I mean, just tell him you're my sister, and that, then, then, then things will be okay with me. he will save my life. Oh, you'll go to be a part of his harem, but things will be all right with me. Man, how we're talking about Abraham, the father of the faithful, the brightest star. In the Hebrew heaven. Oh, folks, listen to me. Listen to me. When you do fall, the Bible says there are none uh, righteous. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm not here for a minute trying to say that I don't sin anymore. And I'm not here believing that you don't sin anymore anymore. What I'm trying to say to you today is that when that does happen please don't make it a pattern in your life. The further away you get from the church, the more it will become a pattern in your life. But please please, please understand that you can come back. You can come back. You can come back and you can Renew that relationship. You see, you see, he forgot his promise. And when he forgot his promise, he fled his position. And when he fled his position, he felt pressure. And when he felt pressure, he failed in his purpose. What was his purpose? His purpose is the same thing that yours is and mine is today. And that is to worship God, to recognize his lordship in our lives, to be a witness for Christ. Do you think Abram was pleasing God when he was allowing his wife to go to a pagan king's harem? I don't think so. I don't think so he lost his witness he lost his testimony but i want you to look in chapter 13 abraham became convicted he recognized oh oh listen i was telling you i was before i get to that i was telling you I was telling you about how he lost his witness to Pharaoh. Listen to this. Listen to this. Pharaoh went to Abraham and said, How could you do that? We're talking about a pagan king. Went to the brightest star in the Hebrew heaven. The hero of the faith. The father of them that believe. The pagan king went to Abram and said, How could you do that? I don't want you even in my country. Take your wife, take your stuff, and get out of the country. He told his guards, You take this man and kick him out. He didn't want to have anything to do with him. That's how far he sunk. And Abraham realized. He recognized, like the prodigal son there in the hog pen, he came to himself. And he realized, my God has more for me than this. And look what it says in thirteen chapter 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, and see the the Pharaoh was good to him as long as he allowed him to have his wife. And he went on his journey, and he from the south as far as Bethel. Now we read this; I didn't go over it in the uh, in my message, but we read it as I was reading the uh, text. He went back to Bethel. Bethel means, the, the word means house of God, Bethel, el And uh, he went back to Bethel on the way down, on the way into the promised land, on the way into Canaan. You remember he stopped there at Bethel and he built an altar there between Bethel on one side and Ai on the other side. He built an altar there and sacrificed to God. He realized Things weren't going well in his life. The Pharaoh kicked him out and he went back to where the last place was where he had worshipped the Lord. He went back to Bethel and there he worshipped and sacrificed to the Lord. He came back and God, God is a God of new beginnings. God is a God of a second chance. For some of us, a third, fourth, fifth, and sixth chance. Right, John? I mean over and over again. He takes us back. You know why he does that? Because he loves us. We're his children. And when we come back to him and confess, he sacrificed. We don't sacrifice animals anymore. We sacrifice our hearts and our minds and our bodies a living sacrifice. We yield ourselves to his lordship. We can come back and we can do that. And the Bible teaches that God will honor that. Oh, The message that we have to proclaim this morning, especially those that have been out and away and have felt that pressure and have fallen sometimes the message this morning is that God will take us back if we're willing to submit and yield our will to his huh. is he a great God or what my challenge to you today is all oh, get back get back to where, You once belonged. Let God have his way in your heart and in your life this morning. Amen? Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your wonderful blessings. You're such a good and a gracious God. We love you, and we praise you. I pray, God, that you speak to hearts this morning. I ask, God, that you bring conviction into the lives of your people. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.